0: Good afternoon and welcome to Grace and Peace from the Pacific Northwest. I'm Zenobia Bailey, and today we are continuing with our reading by Sharon W. Betters and Susan Hunt. Their book is entitled, Aging with Grace, Flourishing in an Anti-Aging Culture. This chapter is entitled Thinking Biblically. And it is written by Susan and she bases it on Psalm 92 verses five through 11, destiny and destination. Susan says, I was in my early fifties when I heard a pastor speak about seeing many Christians become bitter and withdrawn in old age, and of his desire to see them finish strong. His message took root in my heart, and I began praying for grace to finish well. But honestly, this is not an easy discipline. I forget. I become immersed in the dailiness of life, good and hard things, and I do not stay focused on my destiny or my destination. I slowly absorb the messages of an anti-aging culture. The dictionary defines destiny as the predetermined, usually inevitable or irresistible course of events and the power or agency that determines the course of events. Its synonyms are fate, fortune, luck, karma, chance, providence, predestination, divine decree, God's will. Ironically, these synonyms reflect two conflicting worldviews. The world tells us to determine our own destiny. The Bible tells us God chose us in Christ before creation to put his glory on display. That those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And he even determined the time in history and place on the planet for us to fulfill. Our predestined destiny. Our destiny to reflect God's glory is based on the authority of God's Word. It is truth. It is not luck. Our destination is the place we are going. The world gives a plethora of options to believe about our destination. The Bible gives two. The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Jesus is preparing a home for those who are in him. And at the appointed time, he will gather us to live with him. Psalm 92 does not blur these worldviews. The second stanza of this Sabbath song gives the compelling contrast, a typical teaching technique of Hebrew poetry, between the destiny and destination of those who worship God and those who do not. I sometimes hear Christians, especially older people say, I'm okay under the circumstances. Or, I'm hanging in there. I am not minimizing their sorrow and suffering. But under and hanging are not the destiny of God's people. Martin Lloyd-Jones wrote, The more I try to live this Christian life, and the more I read the New Testament, the more convinced I am that the trouble with most of us is that we have never truly realized what it is to be a Christian. If only we understood what the Christian really is and the position in which he is placed. If only we realized the privileged and the possibilities of that position and above everything, the glorious destiny of everyone who is truly a Christian, then our entire outlook would be completely changed. There are only two groups of people in the world today, those who are of the world and those who belong to Christ. In light of this, it is vital that we should ask ourselves the question, am I of the world or am I not? Psalm 92, verses 5 through 11 say, How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep. The stupid man cannot know, the fool cannot understand this, that though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O Lord, are on high forever. For behold your enemies, O Lord. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All evil doers shall be scattered. But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. This stanza pushes us to answer the question, am I of the world or am I not? If we belong to Christ, we are exiles in a foreign land. But Peter reminds us we are elect exiles and that changes everything. These verses help us know how to age with grace as we live with the earthly realities of being elect exiles in an anti-aging culture. Created to know God. Verses five through six of Psalm 92 contrast those who know Yahweh and those who do not. This is not talking about mental capacity. The word stupid here is a translation of the Hebrew word for brutish. James Boyce explains, according to the Bible, men and women are made to know and enjoy God, but when they turn their backs on God as the unregenerate do, they isolate themselves from all that is spiritual in life and operate on a physical level only. It is man's calling look up to God and become like God in whose image he is made. But if if he will not look up, the only place he will be able to look is down, and he will begin to behave like an animal. We are made to know God. Jesus said, this is eternal life, that they know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. What an astonishing idea. I can know God. Even more astonishing, he knows me and has a plan for me. Jeremiah chapter 29 verses 11 and 14 say, I know the plans I have for you, plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. I will restore your fortunes and gather you. I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. The more we understand that God has a plan for us and he will gather us to himself, the more we flourish. The grand mystery of God's plan of redemption is Christ in you, the hope of glory. And Paul wants us to know this hope, so we will be mature in Christ. The hope of glory is future. But there are very real implications right here and right now. Our union with Christ results in a radical change from beast to beauty. Have you heard older people say, I'm too old to change? That is not thinking biblically. It is isolating our thinking from all that is spiritual. Newsflash, just as surely as our bodies change, so do our hearts. The question is, am I becoming beautiful like Christ or am I becoming brutish? We are continually confronted with this choice. Jesus made provision for us to choose beauty. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and you in me. His glory is in us now. His glory is the essence of who he is. This glory empowers us to actually live in relationship with one another and reflect the beauty of his glory to each other his mercy, graciousness, his slowness to anger, steadfast love and faithfulness, and his forgiveness. When our hope for glory is anchored in Jesus, our circumstances and relationships don't necessarily change, but there is a radical change in our character, in our attitudes and actions. Sinclair Ferguson describes what this change looked like In the psalmist, this ordinary man becomes someone extraordinary as he praises God. He becomes poet, chorister, composer, musician, theologian, all in one. What has happened to him? And what happens to us in worship is that he has discovered his destiny. He was made for this as the famous first question, of the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. It is only when we are restored to God and begin to worship him that instead of falling short of his glory through sin, we begin to see his glory by grace and bow joyfully and willingly before him. It was an older woman who helped me understand how this change happens. I was a young mother trying hard to be a Proverbs 31 woman, and I was continually frustrated with the failure of my efforts and the lack of cooperation of my people. Over and over, I heard Lillian joyfully say, I did what I wanted to before I was a Christian. I do what I want to do now. God has changed my want tos. Slowly, I stopped trying to manipul- I stopped trying to manipulate and control the sanctification of others, and I began to ask the Lord to change my heart and help me reflect glory to others. I began to rest in Him to accomplish His purpose in my life and the life of others in his time. And we will end today with me reading Growing in Grace. Thank you for joining me. Take care.